Welcome to OB Boss Babes, where we showcase female entrepreneurs, working professionals, community builders, and local makers and creators. Our podcast is all about babe supporting babes, learning about community builders, and of course, female empowerment. Get inspired to the only podcast in the Ottawa Valley that showcases local babes in our community and join our tribe of boss babes where everyone is welcome. Attention Pembroke businesses. The city of Pembroke introduced a new website just for you. ChoosePembroke.ca is designed for businesses like yours. Visit ChoosePembroke.ca to discover innovative ways to grow your business or launch a startup in the city of Pembroke. Registering your business is free and ChoosePembroke.ca is filled with useful resources, links to grand information, and so much more. Plus, you can even arrange a photo op to promote your business. Learn more at ChoosePembroke.ca. Hello, 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 and welcome to the OV Boss Babes podcast. This boss babe is a dual citizen who never in a million years thought that she would be taking photos of couples at weddings, let alone being one of the most sought after wedding photographers in the Ottawa Valley. Yes, I'm tooting her horn. She captures beautiful in the moment photos that truly captures couples in love. And she has her own cute love story herself. Her husband, Josh, was actually featured on the podcast right before her, so she can finally have her own bragging rights in her household. Together, they have formed their photo and videography company because what's better than a two-for-one deal, especially when you're able to snag this couple? But their schedules are booking up fast for 2023, so if you want to work with some pretty rad people who would love to help make sure that your day is uniquely captured, then trust me, inquire now to snag your spot. Please welcome the beautiful, the sweet, and totally adorable Caroline Rex to OB Boss Babes. Yay, I'm so excited. <laughs> Caroline, can we just take a quick moment to make note of the fact of your last name? Because I was going through your profile and I was like, Rex, she never changed her name. And you're like, nope, like the dinosaur. Yeah. I was like, yes. yes, I love it. How could you change that last name? <laughs> <laughs> exactly oh my gosh if I had a last name like that too I would totally keep it as well I'm still trying to get Josh to change his last name to Rex so we'll see how that goes <laughs> I always like to discover where my guests are from and after doing a deep dive look into you it appears that you're my very first American turned Canadian guest yes so tell everybody where you're originally from and what brought you to Pembroke of all places <laughs> yeah so I'm actually kind of complicated I was born in Denver Colorado I've lived in five states in total. I spent most of my childhood in Texas and Lubbock, Texas. So yeah, I moved to Pembroke right before high school in 2010. Um, yeah, my parents separated. My mom's family's from here. My grandfather was born in Waltham, like where my uncle's a minister in the area. So like we have family roots here. So we just moved here after my parents separated and I've tried to leave and it's just always brought me back. <laughs> That's hilarious. So you really like lived all over the place then. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Okay. So does your dad still live in the States? He lives in Winnipeg now. He just moved from South Dakota to Winnipeg. Converted over to Canada too. I We're tell you, there's something about us Canadians, eh? It's just, <laughs> was that on purpose? Yeah. Just snuck that in there. <laughs> So you also have quite the education too, Caroline. So what did you initially want to do when you graduated high school? And tell everybody too what you all went to school for. 
Yeah, so I'm complicated there too because nothing can be easy. But when I graduated high school, I was like most 18 year olds where we thought we could save the world. And I thought I needed like a real job and photography wasn't a real job. You needed to go to school for a real job. So I went to University of Waterloo for international development. Thought I was going to rock that. Almost did until I came to Econ 101 and failed it miserably. Um, I don't know how I'm a business owner because numbers are not my friend, but that's fine. <laughs> um, and then I went to Bible college for a year, had two different um, majors there, had um, intercultural studies and youth and family ministry. And then I broke up with Josh. That's a different story. Um, and ran away to South Dakota where my dad was living at the time with the South Dakota State University, did one semester of speech communication, was told I was not a good public speaker. So <laughs> by my speech communication teacher, which they were right, um, I'm not great as public speaking, but we'll get there. And then went to psychology instead because I figured that was such an open thing. And I was so confused until I dropped out after psychology. So I don't actually have a degree in anything. <laughs> Well, that's hilarious that you just went down all these different paths because Caroline, they're completely different avenues. Yeah. And then even after I uh, dropped out at set in South Dakota, I worked for um, like in group homes for adults with disabilities. So did that for a year or two, then I waitressed for a bit and then I moved back and I worked at a pharmacy. So like I've had quite the yeah, like I'm well-rounded. Yes. You're like, <laughs> you name it. I've probably done it. And actually I went on your profile and I, you are one of the people who actually list every single job that you've had. Like you do not remove them or am no. asha are ashamed of anything. You're like, find it all there. You know what? Creep me. See what I've done. What can I not do? Yeah, I can do it all. <laughs> Maybe not super well, but I can do it. School is not my thing. <laughs> yeah, maybe not public speaking, but everything else you're good Everything at. else, I got you. <laughs> so did you ever end up taking photography in school as like a general arts class? Um, so I took uh, photography for the first time in middle school while I was in Texas. Um, I took darkroom photography for two years there, won some awards for the area, no big deal. And then when I moved here, for high school, I took it at Fellows for two years again, um, won the photography award in grade 12, no big deal. Um, so, but I never took it outside because I never thought that it was like going to be a useful thing. I never was like, oh, this is going to be like a great thing. Or it would just, I don't know if it was just never offered to me or if it was just a mix of like, I didn't even look for it. You know why that probably was? Because general arts and band and um, drama class and of course photography they were all supposed to be like fun classes like yeah. you know what I mean like you were supposed to go into that class maybe find a little creative interest that kind of sparks something in you maybe to pursue as a hobby but it was never really encouraged yeah. by teachers to pursue it unless you wanted to become a teacher or professor to teach it then that was it there really wasn't that direction you know for yeah. someone to lead into a career with it and our parents I don't know about you but like it was go to school and get an actual degree or yeah. in something and then pursue it like photographer was not on the table of career options no. No, like, and my dad even, like, he was like, go to school for photography first and get your fun degree and then go get, like, your real, because he's a professor. Yeah. So he was like, oh, no, you still, but, like, it was still always go get another degree. Mm -hmm. That's going to be, like, your useful degree. <laughs> and it's going to be really funny, Caroline, later when we tell everybody what 
Actually, you know what? Screw it. We're going to tell everybody right now. You know what? For someone who never went to school and who never thought that she could pursue this as a career, tell everybody, Caroline, that you are doing this freaking full time. Yeah, I am. And it's scary and it's weird and it's wild. Um, If you would have told high school me, for example, that I'd be running a business or even like four years ago me like 2018 me that I'd be running a business I would have just like been like you're weird like what the heck like no way no way in this green earth would I ever run a business like I I like purposefully did not take business in any classes I was like that's not going to be useful for me that's not going to be like no no and now here I am (laughs) wishing I would have taken a business course in high school (laughs) don't we all don't we all entrepreneurs wish that we took business administration or something related to entrepreneurship to be able to get us ready for the real world and this like this is the real world now yeah Screw, screw careers or going to school like honestly every almost every entrepreneur that I talk to has is doing nothing in relation to what they went to school for yeah And like, I even had like a co-op student from fellows this past year, this past semester. And like, she's going to school for something completely different. And I'm always kind of like, but remember photography is a real job. Remember that photography is a real job. You can go back for it. I promise. It's okay. Mm -hmm. Go do your thing, but always keep photography because it's a cool skill to have even, even if you don't pursue it. Absolutely. So Caroline, when did you first fall in love with taking pictures and the camera itself? I can find pictures that I took on a disposable camera when I was really young making friends model for me. So like I've always loved like taking pictures. I've always loved the idea of it. I've always like especially when I started in middle school, I was just like this is it. Like this is this is my thing. In high school I got my first like real camera, the Rebel T3i that's now that there's like eight of them and I feel really <laughs> old. Um <laughs> Um, and yeah, and it's just like, this is, this was always like my love. And I never like, even when I was in university, I would always take pictures of friends and stuff. So like, it never, ever left. It was just kind of like, that's just a little like fun tidbit about me. That's nothing big. So I've always loved it. And then it was really funny because I noticed in an Instagram post from October, 2020, that you said that not only would you not ever think that you would pursue photography as a career, but you hated weddings. And now look at you. Yeah. I remember specifically like talking to someone, I think it was my dad being like, you know what? Like I would love to do photography, but I would hate to do weddings. Like for some reason that just brought me severe anxiety, the idea of doing weddings, So I was like, no, like I would love to take pictures of like wildlife or other things, but you can't make a career out of that. Like it's so much harder to to make money off of like prints and stuff than it is off of like your service. Mm -hmm. So I was like, oh, I can't do that. So there's no point. And now, yeah, now I had 18 weddings this year. So 18. Yeah. I mean, there goes your entire spring, summer and fall right there. Yeah. (laughs) And that's wild. That's wild to me. So what kind of content did you initially want to shoot? And then how has it evolved to what your portfolio looks like today? Yeah, so my original thought was to always do couples. I always wanted to do the love thing, but I ne- I wasn't sure about the wedding still, still had my anxiety going on. But I always wanted to do it candidly. I didn't like the super pose, but that took a lot of practice and a lot of work because what works for one couple isn't going to work for another. 
the same prompt, the same whatever is not going to always work. I've had some that one couple, it like produces the most beautiful photo ever. And then for another couple, they can't even figure out how to like do the twirl thing. And so it's like, no big deal. I've got others in my pocket. I'll pull them out. That's not for you. (laughs) But I remember like my first year in 2019, I, Josh came with me for this. Thank the Lord. But like I made a model and her boyfriend walk up Barron Canyon with a cake in one hand, a table in the other. She's in a wedding dress. Um, It's winter, so it's icy. And we hiked up Barron Canyon so I could do a, I could do an elopement styled shoot. Oh my <laughs> so I could gosh. get it in my portfolio. So that was the first like ever like wedding-y, wedding-y thing I ever did to get something in my portfolio that was kind of wedding-ish so that people might book me for it. So would you say that wedding photography is your expertise and have you, or would you take on other forms of photography, Caroline, like brand and lifestyle, newborn, or even maternity? Yeah. So I, I would say that weddings is like my bread and butter, like what I'm good at, what I'm the best at. Like I like do others as I say, do, do, but that doesn't really sound great. I do others. Um, like I do have a few family shoots and whatever, but I usually save my family shoots for people that I already know. Um, like I've, I've, I've either shot their wedding or I know them personally, just because like, I'm not a mom yet. So like kids kind of scare me. (laughs) Kids are so unpredictable and I'm not like, I don't do studio work. So like, if you want like studio newborn, I know of plenty other photographers that are great at it just not my niche Mm -hmm. but I think that niching is so important because it really shows that you're like I am really good at this yeah like this is my expertise this is what you can come to me for this is what you can ask me questions about and I can talk about it for hours and I think it's good to have a niche so kudos to any photographer that does family and lifestyle photos especially with kids I am going to plug my girlfriend Megan Evans yeah she was so good with our daughter who is yeah. literally like a wild child because yeah. she's just all over the place. She doesn't sit still and she's just like, peace out. I'm going to run naked into the water. Try to catch me, mom. <laughs> love that. Yeah. Love it. But don't love it when we're all trying to sit down and get That's a family true. portrait. That's true. That's fair. See, like, I think I'd just be so overwhelmed. Well, I'd rather have a wedding. Weddings yeah. are also overwhelming, but like in a different way. <laughs> I'll take the anxiety of a wedding over the anxiety of a family shoot any day. It's a different kind of anxiety. That makes two of us because I would be in the same boat. But your expertise though, Caroline, because you capture love stories, but behind the camera are actually the cutest lovebird team that are the best dynamic duo. So tell us all about you and your husband, Josh, because I want to hear your love story. Okay. So it's a long one. Um, and it's a complicated one. Cause again, why can anything in my life ever just be streamlined? Uh, <laughs> nothing in my life can be streamlined. Um, so we met in 2012 in high school. So almost like 10 years ago, almost to the day actually that we met, um, we met at a mutual friend's house for like a get together. And the first joke he ever said to me, cause he's six foot two. The first joke he ever said to me was that he was scared of heights. And then he stood up and screamed because get it because he's tall and so he's scared of heights haha I thought it was funny because I'm 16 Uh, (laughs) he was 17 um and yeah we just basically from the moment that we met we it was just like sparks flew we were just inseparable 
So about a month later, we've officially started dating, even though the entire month we were like holding hands and everything, like being like the cute high schoolers that we were. And we dated for three and a half years um, out of high school into university until our second year, halfway through our second year of university. I'm in Bible college. He's in, he's at Conestoga College in Kitchener for carpentry. (laughs) Why? I don't know. Um, And I just had this feeling at the time I called it God. Now I just call it my gut that we just need to break up. And it was heart wrenching. It was the most heartbreaking kind of thing I've ever done is break up with him. And we went our separate ways. I ran away to South Dakota. We called it quits because we couldn't even talk without flirting. And I was just like, we're done. And I never expected to see him again. We, I dated other people. He kind of saw other people. And then two and a half years later in 2018, we just started talking randomly because I was coming back from my grandmother's funeral and I was like, Hey, I'm finally back. Do you want your stuff back? And he was like, no, it's been, it's been almost three years. I don't want my stuff back. What are you doing? Crazy woman. And I, we just started talking from there. And next thing you know, like I was single, he was single. So we started talking for like five hours at a time on the phone where we just like wouldn't shut up with each other. And then my mom, not knowing about the Josh thing, was like, why don't you come back? And I was like, okay, <laughs> I can come back. And yeah, the I think when I, the first night I got back, I was like, mom, I gotta go see Josh. And she was like, I'm sorry, you gotta go see who? <laughs> You're back and you gotta go see your high school boyfriend. And from that moment, we just headed off to the point where two months later, we were engaged. And six months after that, we were married. <laughs> I love that when I love you know that. you just know it's so true Carolyn I don't know if your parents were like this growing up but mine were in the sense of because many people ended up marrying their high school sweethearts back in the day they they yeah. dated someone in high school and then basically they were told by their parents you know what maybe it's a good thing to break up for a little bit explore yeah. other relationships test out the waters and then if you really miss that person get back together and i remember my parents did that my cousin did that um i think my mom's sister and her husband did that and i remember like my mom telling me and my sisters that growing up being like you know you're not you know if you are with a high school boyfriend for a long time it's really important to break up and i always remember thinking but why Why would you break up if you're so in love with somebody and want to explore another relationship? And of course you're going to miss them because that's the only person you've ever been with and you've ever known. And no one's going to compare to that guy. Yeah. But obviously in your case, you had that inkling and then you did. And then you really, your past ended up winding back up together. It's just so cool. Yeah. I don't think my mom ever would have said that because I think I would have just been like, no, mom, I will not break up with him. I think I would have like gone the opposite way and been like super stubborn and been like, fine, we're going to get married tomorrow then. Yeah. Kind of thing. (laughs) I think I would have just been really stubborn about it. Um, But yeah, like, I think that that's so true because we just needed to grow separately. Like all the things that I had issues with him or he had issues with me just kind of like fixed themselves in our time apart. Like everything that was kind of like, oh, you need to work on this and I need to work on this. And he said the same thing. And then we came back and we were like, are you, are you better now? Cause I'm better now. Are you better now? I'm, <laughs> and it just worked out so perfectly. That's so crazy. How old were you then when you guys got married? I was 23. Oh, so we were young. Gosh. Yeah. <laughs> How old are you yeah. now? 26. You're still a baby. I was still a baby, <laughs> but like, I was even more of a baby. 
Oh my gosh. That's so crazy. I, I love hearing love stories like this though. You know, especially ones that aren't like your typical, oh, we met on Tinder. Like I love yeah. the organic, not that yeah. those aren't bad. Don't get me no, wrong. But I, I love organic, organic stories like yeah. that. I think mine's pretty great. It I'm is. not going to lie. It definitely is. And Caroline, it's also one thing to meet your soulmate, but it's also another thing to fall in love and marry someone who shares the same passion as yours and is involved in the same industry. And so, okay, you were saying that Josh was in school for carpentry. (laughs) When did he discover his love then for videography? So he like, he can show me a claymation that he did when he was five years old. So, like, he has always loved this, always thought that this was just the best thing ever, always loved film. Um, Yeah, like, always, always, always was making, like, dumb little things called, like, dinner conversations with his friends where it's, like, over crack dinner, they would make jokes and stuff like that. So, like, always doing this. I've always been a part of it whenever he's done it as far as, as long as I've known him. And, yeah, so he kind of went away from it for a while because he was like oh maybe I need to do something more meaningful kind of thing like maybe like film isn't for me I don't know kind of almost like the same like I kind of relate it to like the same breakup that him and I needed he kind of needed a breakup from film for a minute to realize how much he loved it um and now he's back into it and he loves doing it like he was on your boss babe corner kind of thing doing his talk about his documentary he's working on a second full-length documentary so like he's loving it and he loves capturing love stories with me which is really cool it's really cool to kind of like be at a wedding witness something like really sweet and really cute and then make eye contact with the person that you love right after it and kind of be like I got you I got you we're kind of in the same boat or like a vow will happen that will say something and we'll make eye contact and it's like stop you're gonna have everyone over here being like I want a Caroline and Josh love story (laughs) Screw Noah and Allie. It's going to be Caroline and Josh. (laughs) (laughs) You guys are so We're the new Pam and Jim. Oh, okay. I like that. I like that much better. (laughs) So Josh was initially in business with two friends called Elytra Collective. And then he also has his other business, Valley Videography. So I saw that you were kind of dabbling a little bit with both of those providing your photography services if I'm not mistaken so how did the decision for you two to come together and then form Caroline Dorothy Creative Co because although this business and brand is still fairly recent you and Josh have actually been working together since very early on in your business yeah so how our business kind of worked with weddings from the beginning were that he had his that he had Joshua David videography which he was he's He's not as business savvy as I am, which I don't know if it's saying much because sometimes I feel like I'm running, I uh, probably every business owner feels that, that they're like, oh my gosh, what have I done? Um, so he, yeah, he had Joshua David videography and I had Caroline Dorothy photography and we kind of ran separately and it just didn't make sense because I was trying to post his videos on my page because he was kind of bad at posting on his page he's not a marketer he's not he's very creative brain and so this idea of like how to use a hashtag and stuff like that was just like over his head god bless him um (laughs) I was just much more of the business brain and stuff so it just made sense to combine the two and since he has valley videography 
we've kind of like been playing with the idea of maybe like how do I fit into there maybe calling it value visuals or something instead so that I can kind of so we can have like the business stuff because I do love doing business I've done like Mac and Lily business photos and other things so I do love doing business stuff it's just not the forefront love and it's hard to yeah it's hard to balance it all on a on a page when you're trying to reach weddings and brides and grooms and then you all of a sudden have like a hair salon and it's like yeah I don't know that was probably a weird tangent that's fine <laughs> you're so cute um, it's fine <laughs> it's fine <laughs> um so yeah so it just didn't make sense to have our two businesses running side by side basically doing the exact same thing just offering slightly different services so we combined them and it's been the most beautiful thing since. Like, it just makes so much sense. It's so much more streamlined and makes, yeah, it just, it helps brides and grooms and couples feel like they are in one spot and they know that they're in the one spot rather than like, wait, I have to go somewhere else mm -hmm. for that. But you guys live together. <laughs> Can't you just go to the next room and talk to them for me? <laughs> rather than setting a whole different email and a whole different inquiry and a whole different round of question yes. questionnaires and stuff like that it just makes so much more sense to have it all under one place absolutely and you know what else makes sense it's just it's the efficiency of it like yeah. I don't know about you but when I was booking for my wedding I mean of course you're looking for your videographer you're looking for a photographer although I know not everybody goes like both routes but it's such a great deal to be able to get both and you're kind yeah. of getting like two for the price of one not necessarily in pricing is not what I mean. I mean, in the fact that like, you're going to be guaranteed, you're going to get both people on that yeah. day and you're not going to have to worry about um, someone not being available. And you're going to get yeah. the best quality because they're both going to be working and collaborating together. You guys can kind of share, you know, the pictures and videos and yeah. buying everything together. Yeah. So, I mean, it's really the best bang for your buck. It really is. And I'm going to be honest, we didn't hire a videographer for our wedding day. We thought... We thought we could just give a friend a camera and Josh could edit it. Most of the ceremony was the back of Josh's head. Oh, no. Josh's, Josh's dad's head was most of the wedding. So I, that's my biggest wedding regret is not having a videographer. Cause like now that I get to see all these other couples have these goosebump moments that I get for them when I watch their wedding video, when Josh turns around and says, Hey, can you watch this for me? Does this look okay? Does this flow? Okay. And I'm like crying over like someone else's love story. And I'm like, I wish we had a video like that. But you know what, Caroline, that you can do because like your 10 year anniversary is going to be when you're 33 years old. You guys could almost do like a vow renewal. That's actually our plan. Like, okay, we're going to go somewhere gonna really cool and like hire like the best photographer we can find, like put all of our money into photo video. And then I'll obviously my dress because that's very important. Of course. We all want to wear a second wedding dress. <laughs> Who doesn't yes. want a second wedding dress? Um, and just go somewhere really cool and like elope vow renewal kind of thing I is love our plan. it oh, okay and then there you go so you'll be able to redo it and you'll yeah. be able to scratch that old video I mean it's nice that you still have it but then you'll have a really cute love story video that you yeah. can even you know and just have the vows yeah. oh I can already just picture it yeah oh, so it's cute. like it like makes me like it gives me goosebumps to think about like it gives me like ah I want it now but like don't want to wish time away but also want it now oh I'm just getting all the fuzzies right now just talking about all this love stuff um, but now I want to kind of talk a little bit about business stuff, Caroline. Yeah, I'm ready. 
So when you first got into photography, were you a little hesitant or nervous due to the amount of other photographers that there are in this industry? Yeah, like it's terrifying to be like, I'm going to stick my neck out and say, hey, also please notice me when there are already so many, especially in this area, there's so many talented people that it's like scary to be like, hello, also me. It's hard at first because you really want to like, that's all you focus on is like, oh my gosh, am I as good as someone else? Like it's the imposter syndrome. It's the wondering if I'm as good as other people. It's the comparing, it's the all that stuff. And I think that once I got into my groove and I found like my editing style, they're like, this is my editing style. People will come to me because I edit this way or because I shoot this way or because I pose my couples or prompt my couples this way. That's why people will come to me. Mm -hmm. And I think that that's so important to realize that like, yeah, there are other amazing, talented photographers that people are going to prefer over me. And that's okay. That even though that there are other people in my industry who are rocking it just as much or more or less, like whatever they are than I am, you can't compare yourself because you are a completely different entity and you're creating a completely different kind of art style and you're not going to be the photographer for everyone. And that's okay. I think that's a really great way to put it though, because you're right. Like, and also what you were saying earlier too, Caroline, about, um, the different types of photography, the, the presets, the lighting. I remember yeah. when I had Autumn Liggett on my podcast, like very early on. And she yeah. had said, you know, I love taking pictures out in Algonquin park and I love elopements. Do I really love weddings? Not necessarily, but guess what? I can show you a bunch of people who can do that and, and yeah. do a better job than I can. And so I think that is one of the perks of having so many photographers in this area is that there is a little piece of the pie for everyone because, some, because every single person offers something a little bit differently. Yeah. Whether it's the editing style or what they prefer to shoot or whatever, it's just so important to like find. And that's why like whenever someone inquires with me, I don't just like do everything over email. I basically demand that they get on a video call with me because like I'm there with someone for like eight hours of the most important day of their life. If they think I'm annoying, that's not going to go over well. <laughs> so I always make them like have a call with me to make sure that we click and that we vibe well, because like, if I'm like, maybe if you think I'm annoying or if you like, if we don't click right. Or if we're just like not on the same wavelength, I can give you to another photographer who might be on that same wavelength and can serve you even better than me. And I think that that once you get into that mindset of like, I just really want to serve this person as best as I can, whether that's through me or that's giving them to someone else then everything kind of changes. Thanks for tuning into the OV Boss Babes podcast. We're going to hear from our sponsors. We'll be right back. You remember Amanda Talker Media, right? In the past two years, the Ottawa Valley has given back so much to her that her marketing business has grown into a team of five. To stand out on social media, you must be recognizable, memorable, and most importantly, relevant. Amanda Talker Media specializes in helping brands with their online social media presence through cutting edge social media, content marketing, and professional photography and videography services. Social media marketing is constantly changing, and in order to make that balance between what you say and what your audience wants to hear, you need a thought out intentional strategy to tell your brand story. Let's break the noise and make a lasting impression with your audience. 
Follow Amanda at amandatalker.media for social media tips on Facebook and Instagram. And check out her website to see how she can help you level up your biz. End of the Leash is a locally women and veteran owned pet boutique. Owners Tina McNish and Jillian McLellan have together over 30 years of industry experience in pet care and dog training, specializing in raw and whole foods for dogs and cats. In addition to this, End of the Leash offers a wide selection of toys, beds, clothing, accessories, and more. They are committed to supporting local artists, Canadian-made and unique, ethically produced products. End of the Leash has created a pet haven which will provide residents of the Ottawa Valley with high-quality, wholesome pet care products and services. For exceptional, knowledgeable, customer-centric care and service, End of the Leash is your go-to pet boutique here in the Ottawa Valley. Tina, Jill, and their staff look forward to meeting you and your furry family members. Check out End of the Leash on Facebook and Instagram for special deals, products, treats, and even weekly pet tips. Conveniently located at 3067 Petawalla Boulevard, find them right behind Gearheads and right next door to Peacock Yoga. End of the Leash, putting the pet back in Petawawa, one paw at a time. Century 21 has been a staple in the Pembroke of Petawawa area for over 45 years. At Century 21 Aspire Realty, many of our agents are born and raised right here in the Ottawa Valley. We also have close ties with the military community, having agents that are past military members and some that are military spouses. This helps to give us an in-depth understanding of the demands of the military lifestyle and the nuances of frequent relocation. Here at Century 21 Aspire Realty, we are committed to putting the client's needs first. Our agents work hard to act in a manner that is fair and ethical, as well as safe and practical. We are currently experiencing a seller's market like we have never seen before. If you are thinking of selling your property, call us first. Our social media campaigns are the best in the business. We offer professional photography, 3D home tours, and social media promotions across several platforms. Whether you are considering buying or selling, any one of our Century 21 Aspire Realty agents would be happy to assist you in the process. Check us out at www.aspirerealty.c21.ca or give us a call at 613-687-1687. Hi, it's Kayla and I'm one of the co-owners of Fraser Wellness Studio. We offer registered massage therapy, reflexology, advanced foot care, manicures, pedicures, and more. You'll be in good hands with our team. Find us inside Ottawa Valley Coffee at 239 Reglan Street South in downtown Renfrew. Now, let's get back to the podcast. Caroline, next I want to talk about pricing because so many brides will do their research to cost compare and will either look for the most, and I'm using air quotes, cost efficient instead of saying cheap photographer or videographer but realistically you're only going to find someone that's maybe a little bit cheaper if they're just starting out if they don't have the professional equipment or the education the training the experience taking the photos so let's put it all out on the table Caroline and share with my listeners why photographers are again air quotes expensive and why they are worth every penny of their price point yeah so like when you think about like my camera, for example, the camera body itself cost me over $4,000. So like that alone, but the reason why I bought it isn't just because it's a nice, pretty camera, but because it has like dual, dual SD card slots so that like it 
I have a backup of your wedding photo the moment I take it. So like stuff like that, that like that alone to me anyways, would be a huge reason why I want to spend more because like my, if your SD card corrupts and you only have the one, then I guess I just don't have a wedding photo. So like there's stuff like that in the gear, like I save every raw of every photo I've ever taken just in case. Like I want to be able to be the photographer that like if your aunt dies and they can be like, hey, do you have any extra photos of my aunt at my wedding? So like storage is more expensive that way, but I think that it's worth it because I want to be able to give that or God forbid we lose all the wedding photos. I can go back and re-edit them if need be yeah. like it'd be in my new style rather than the style that they originally hired me with but it would still be like at least I'd get their wedding photos still and that's why I also like now include in all my wedding packages like a USB because like a while I do have the wedding um the online gallery that I let them have forever which not every photographer does please ask your photographer what they do but um I like to keep it up there forever just because like space is is both expensive but not that expensive it's like a weird like when you look at like what you're getting, it's not that expensive, but then like as a business cost, it is. <laughs> and so like, whether it's an online gallery or because you lost your USB or it's your USB because God forbid pick time, the site I use goes down, you have it forever because I am just a paranoid person. So I assume everyone else in the world will be too. <laughs> and these are such important photos that like you can't get back that you can't. And so like, if you just book the cheapest photographer that you find, the one that doesn't cost an arm and a leg, as a lot of people say, you're going to get that back. Mm -hmm. Like my family always said, like you get what you pay for. Mm -hmm. And so while yes, I understand that people, I understand that weddings are expensive. I understand that. And I feel bad some days because it's like, oh no, I'm making their wedding more expensive. I might be like stressing them out. But I also know that like, there's a lot of work behind the scenes. Like there's a lot of communication. There's a lot of research that goes into it, making sure that like where the light's going to land on your wedding day with your location. Like if it's going to land right behind you, it's going to change how I shoot versus if it lands in front of you versus if it lands to the side of you. Like there's just so much that goes into it and so much education that I've poured into myself too to make myself a better photographer that like I'm still constantly learning and I'm still investing in that and I think that every photographer should be to make themselves better and so it's just there's just so much that goes into it and I wish that people saw that but I guess that every industry wishes that people mm -hmm. saw what actually goes into it so it's not just photography but but that's why I think it's important that we do have these conversations though, Caroline, so that we do bring awareness to these things so that people do understand their return on investment. They yeah. understand too, and maybe have more of an appreciation that you are spending your weekend with them. And yeah. then you are spending your evenings, your weekends, again, editing all these photos, the yeah. quick turnaround time. I mean, you just did Mike and Taylor Minz's um, wedding. And I think the next day they did not even have a sneak peek. They had like a whole collection of photos. Yeah, that's, it's both great for them. And like, I love doing it. So like the moment I get home from a wedding, I back everything up because again, like I said, paranoid, even though we already have the two backups from the SD cards, I back it up onto my hard drive because we're paranoid. Um, and then I edit at least 10 sneak peeks for them by the time they wake up the next morning. 
I love that. I love that because what couple doesn't want to have, you know, a nice professional photo to immediately change when you change your relationship status yeah. on Facebook to married, and then you can have a really beautiful picture. And I know that like, that was, that was my feeling anyways, when I got married and I could not wait to share photos yeah. and even just to be able to have like a short little sneak peek. And then of course, just, I just keep thinking of all the extra work that goes into it and the storage Caroline for you too. Yeah. When I'm storage eats all these couples. <laughs> holy hannah yeah i think there was one wedding that i did with a second shooter at the um nature museum in ottawa that we had ten thousand photos was their wedding like over three days like what (laughs) (laughs) no it like went to like 10 hours that's wild yeah we had 10 that we had like a thousand photos per hour so how long would something like that take you to edit so it's complicated because first you call, which is something that um, like you go through the photos and you pick out the ones that you actually want to edit. So you have to painstakingly go through all the photos and see which ones someone's eyes are closed or someone that like it's a duplicate of one that you already have. So you don't need to have it again or someone just is making a weird face and you're like, I don't want to give someone blackmail. I want to give them nice photos. <laughs> um <laughs> So you have to go through that and then you can go through and edit. So it's like twice the amount of time that you think it would be because you have to go through everything twice. Um, And so like a wedding can take me like, it takes me, I don't even know. I've never, to be honest, I've never measured myself of how long it takes because I'm scared to learn (laughs) how long it takes because like you edit every photo differently. Like there is a certain amount of copy and pasting you can do with presets and everything, but there is a certain amount of like, you have to make sure that like the highlights are just right and the shadows aren't too much that you can't see their face. And so it's, it's interesting. And getting back to the price points too, Caroline, have you ever had anybody like ask you to lower your prices or negotiating? Have you ever have ever had even friends say, Hey, Caroline, you and I are friends. So want to shoot my wedding for free. Have you ever had that too? Yeah. So for example, like I offer like a free engagement session with every wedding that is while it gives more work for me it also makes my life 10 times easier if I have an engagement session with a couple because then I get to know them ahead of time we get to go into the wedding having like an inside joke or two or something like that and I prefer that than just like walking on the wedding day like never met you and I'm like hey I'm here you have to feed me and I'm part of your wedding day congratulations um And so I've had people like, even though it's a complimentary thing and I give that out of, because it, it's just is better that way. People be like, oh, well, if I take that off, will that change the price? Oh, if I, if I do four hours instead of five hours and I just stretch you a little bit and just hope for the best, will that change the price? And it's like, there is a reason why I give Mm -hmm. these offerings. And there is a reason why I suggest these offerings is because they work best And I know that it feels overwhelming for the bride or for the groom to look at it and be like, do I need six hours? Like, that seems like a long amount of time, but it flies like that. So you think like, oh, I only need four hours. It's like, no, you don't. Mm -hmm. (laughs) No, I can guarantee that you need more than that. You're, if you're going to want everything you need, like, yeah. So it's, yeah, it's hard to try to, it's a lot of educating that I think goes into it which I think people also don't expect when they get into the profession. 
again, and then just to reiterate as well, like any business owner, you would not go to a grocery store and try to negotiate a price yeah. on your groceries or auto. I was going to say, or a car, but no, you'll probably negotiate with that. You can probably negotiate with a car, but like, that's, that's like really the only time that you might be able yeah. to negotiate on a yeah. huge investment, like something like that. But with a small business owner, there is no, you know, little asterisks that's saying prices are negotiable. Like, yeah. unless maybe for certain circumstances, I'm sure. But like, realistically, you know, your price point, you set that price point for a reason and you know how much time and how much um, work is going to go into all of these photos yeah. to, to produce for someone. Yeah. And like, I still also have to pay rent. <laughs> like my landlord doesn't want to, doesn't let me pay them an exposure. So <laughs> I do have to pay rent. And like, and since this is my full-time job, like Josh and I, Josh does work another job, but just part-time. So like he does mainly this. So like to be able to pay our rent and to do this full-time so that I can give my couples a hundred percent of me so that I'm not like trying to figure out against us against the work schedule like oh can I fit them in let's see I have to go ask for the day off and I have to go out like it's a resounding yes every time someone asks as long as I'm not already booked with someone so to be able to give that kind of time and that kind of energy to someone is great and I'm lucky to be able to do that but I also need to set my prices at a certain point to make sure I'm able to do that mm-hmm now, we know that the majority of time photographers spend is editing their photos with many photographers creating their own photo editing presets based on their personal style. So what kinds of Lightroom presets do you use if you're able to share with us? Yeah, so I have gone through so many presets in my time. Like I, like if you look in my downloads, it's like embarrassing how many presets I bought thinking like, oh, this will work great. Oh no, it doesn't. Oh, this will work great. Oh no, it doesn't. Or my style just changing over time and going for like, I used to go for a very warm look. Well, now it's like warm, but it's more true to color, which I prefer. That's just a personal little preference. But um, I use one called Biba. I don't know why it's called Biba. I think because the girl who made it's name is called Biba. Yes, I do know why it's called Biba. That's fine. Um, <laughs> um, and yeah, I love them. I They work perfectly within my style. And I do tweak them a lot to make them mine, which I think that is important that it's not like a filter that you don't tweak. Like when you go on Instagram and you put on Valencia, to your photo mm -hmm. it's just it's Valencia now you can kind of change the amount of Valencia you have on your photo but whenever I go in and I put the preset on but then I have to like edit the highlights and the shadows to make sure they're just right or I have to edit the contrast or the exposure or the colors in it to make sure your skin looks nice because if your skin doesn't look nice you're not going to want to post it anywhere because if you look like a zombie you're not going to want to post it so like to play with the oranges and the reds to make sure they all look right. Like there's so much more that goes into it um, and that you can do with a raw photo rather than just a JPEG photo, that there's two different types of photos. And most photographers that I know take with raws just because there's so much more information. So it's again, going back to storage, takes so much more space, but it helps so much with editing because you can play with so much more. So taking a different approach now to our conversation, Caroline, I want to talk about being vulnerable on social media, because it's something that I admire in anyone that's willing to share with their followers. And you have always been open and honest about certain topics, including going to therapy, your mental health, speaking about your struggles, so many others too, that I, I can't even think of right now. 
So why is honest vulnerability a better personal brand than pretending you've got all things figured out on social media and that life isn't just a pretty picture and that filters don't always fix things? I think it's just always kind of been an important thing to be vulnerable because I know what it's like to feel so alone in your struggles, to know what it's feel like to be like, wow, no one else in the world has ever felt this way. Because that's what like some of those oppression and anxiety that I felt feels like. It's like no way that anyone else knows what I'm feeling because there's no one else out there talking about it. There's no one else out there being like, hey, this is what I'm going through right now. And so to be that person, to be able to hopefully be that person to someone else that they feel less alone is just so important to me. But it also, in a more selfish branding perspective, which I think all um, business owners have to think about is that it just helps your brand. It just makes people want to be like, yeah, she gets it. Mm-hmm. Like, even if I'm not going to hire her for my wedding, I'm still going to follow her because she just gets it. She talks to me. She feels like she's talking at me rather than just like another caption that says, oh, look, it's another pretty wedding. It's a, it's like, hey, by the way, sorry that galleries are a little late. I can't get out of bed. Mm-hmm. And it also just like, yeah, like going off of that is that it, when you're honest with people and like, I've had health scares this past year and stuff like that. And those health problems have given me like almost a PTSD kind of thing where it's like, I'm terrified of needles and I get flashbacks and stuff. And to be able to be honest and open about that also just helps people take what you're doing with with that, it may, it almost means more because it's like, yeah, she's struggling through this to edit my photos. So yeah. like, it's okay if I'm a little late because I know that she's having a really rough week and that she can't get out of bed or she's crying a lot, which I just cry a lot anyways. I'm a very sensitive person. <laughs> we just cry a lot over here. A happiness of madness of good things of bad things. Um, that, yeah, that it just makes people more sympathetic to like hey yeah you're I was gonna give you your gallery today it's gonna be tomorrow instead I can't get out of bed to edit these last few photos I think it also is like it helps you connect with potential clients too in the Mm. sense of that they feel like they know you even if you've never met them before that's one of the greatest things I love about social media is especially when when people are sharing their stories because you never know who you might impact. And I just think that like people are so accepting, but also you never know who's watching and who can relate to that and who you're impacting. And Caroline, I just, I love that you're always so open with people because I'm thinking this just connects so many more people. And then I think that when people have that personal connection with you, they're going to want to hire you more because they feel like they know you and they have that sense of that sense of relationship already. Yeah. It's like a camaraderie. Yes. Yeah. Like I've had people like, cause I've shared like endometriosis that I have, for example, and I've shared about that and people like, like I meet in the street who are like, Hey, I saw your post. And I'm like, Oh, people read those things. <laughs> so like, and I've had people like reach out and be like, Hey, I had similar problems with my laparoscopy. I also had like, cause like I had my laparoscopy I almost died after it. Um, in the ICU and so like I shared about that and people were like oh my gosh that's so scary like I'm praying for you or I'm sending you good vibes or man I went through something similar with my kidneys like oh my gosh like can I talk to you about it I'm like heck yeah you can talk to me about it let's go let's share our traumas let's like let's talk about it or like with anxiety or depression and people are like yeah I get it like I also like 
cry a lot or I also like can't get out of bed some days and like so like let's talk about it and then it also helps me it comes back and it helps me when I share because then I feel less alone because people are coming at me and being like hey I, I understand you I get you mm-hmm. and so it like not only do I hope to help other people obviously or do I hope to help my business but it also helps me because then I get to come back and be like wow I feel so heard and so understood and so loved in this moment by my community that I've created on Instagram that it's like, wow, (laughs) it's just overwhelming. It is. It just goes to show you though, life is not always a pretty picture. Yeah. As much as I would love it to be as, as great as every wedding day is as, but after a wedding day comes oh crap (laughs) and now real life begins again (laughs) it's so true and just to kind of like play off on that a little bit too I'll never forget um after we after we did have our son the transition from having one child to two was so different and I had posted you know here's me behind my computer podcasting with my son here we are as a family life is great and my graphic designer messaged me and I'm gonna have to share the story I'm gonna cry she messaged me and she goes, how are you doing? How are you, or how are you and your husband doing with adjusting with, um, like with, with having a second child and how is your daughter adjusting? And I could have cried because that day, my husband and I fought all day long and it was really tough and I had a really bad day and I just made it look like everything was great on social media. I was back to yeah. podcasting again. Here we are as a family. <clears throat> And my sister and her husband and their family ended up coming over and they were like, do you want to grab a picture of you guys all as a family? And my husband and I couldn't even look at each other that day because we were literally at each other's throats because it was just such a, it was just such a change and it was so yeah. fucking hard. And my yeah. graphic designer who, you know, I, I've only met once yeah, had said to me, how are you doing? Because when we had a second child, it was really hard on mine and my husband's relationship and it took a little bit of adjustment. So I just want to check on you and see how you're doing and know that it's, if you are going through anything, I'm here. And I'm like, how did you know? How did you know that I needed to hear this message? And how did you, I I just needed someone to ask. Yes. Yes. And it's like almost that she knew that I was putting on this facade. Yeah. Yeah. And I like, sometimes I do, and like, I worry about that a little bit because like Josh and I having this cutesy love story, working together, being like this power couple, but like, there are days where like, yeah, like I'm mad because like, I'm either behind and he's ahead or he's behind because I'm ahead. And I'm like, why aren't you doing this? Or like, he's just so creative and he works on so many creative projects and it can become like a comparing thing. Cause like weddings are my love and he's trying to get into something like not bigger, but just different with his documentaries and everything like that. And it can become like, almost like, not not like, I'm trying to think of the word. Words are hard. But like, where it's like, I just like resist it. It's just like, that's not fair. Like you have something bigger that you want. You're not like seeing me and my dream or something like that. And it's, it can get so hard. Or even on a wedding day, like we've gone into wedding days where we're like, I am not happy with you right now. Mm-hmm. Like as much as I can say, like we look at each other, like like we still communicate obviously on those days, but it's much more like I'm over here, you're over there. Yeah, you you're <laughs> like just, you're I... being you're being professional. You're yeah. putting on a face. You're gonna be like we're getting through the day because that that would be hard too, especially when you're working yeah. with your spouse. Yeah, like there are days where like 
we're in this office together and we are not speaking to each other. <laughs> like we are like, we are just working with our headphones in, like, do not even look at me. I might scream if you do. And then there are other days where it's like, we're just sitting here laughing, having the best day of our lives. Like nothing ever happened. And it's, it's just such a weird thing, but it's funny. Like I always joke that like, you can take a shot every time at a wedding where I tell Josh to get out of my photo <laughs> and you would just be so drunk at the end of it. <laughs> Where we're it. just like Josh but like I've worked with other videographers who are obviously so talented and amazing but it's always weird because it's like I can't threaten you <laughs> <laughs> I have to be a different kind of professional with you I can't tell you that you might sleep on the couch if you mess up my shot can I <laughs> you just give him the evil eye and he'll know yeah he'll know yeah. it's like I got like don't don't even look at me that way I need the shot <laughs> Uh, but I just, I think that this is so important, Caroline, that we, we don't sugarcoat things yeah. and that we are open and honest with our followers on social media because people, people are smart. They know. Yeah. And I think that it's really great when people like my graphic designer, yeah. like your followers too, will reach out and say, Hey, how are you doing? Are you doing yeah. okay? Yeah. 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 And it's have so that weird. It's yeah. so good. It's so good. Social media is the best thing. It, some it, days. It, it, yes. Some days. <laughs> emphasis on some days. Yeah. So Caroline, what is one piece of advice that you would like to give to another fellow photographer who's looking to start her photography business and here's your episode and is inspired to eventually also live her dream and do this full time? Just start doing it. Like whenever I was starting, I was begging people on Facebook, can I please take your picture? Please, for the love of God, let me take your photo. Like I was in Facebook groups. I was in mom groups. I was in the marketplace groups. Like begging like can I take your photo and some of those people ended up being paying clients down the road and are now some of my best friends and some of those people I never saw again <laughs> but it's just like it's so important to just take those leaps and to just put your put your neck out there put it put your foot out there it's going to be okay and it's scary but just keep practicing and keep doing it and it'll just come and if it doesn't, and if things fail, maybe you'll be like Caroline with all these different uh, yeah. avenues of, of education and careers and jobs that you have. You and something else something is coming back on. And something beautiful else is coming your way. That's right. That's right. Girl, way to wrap it up. Love it. Okay. We're going to jump in my rapid 10. I've got oh, some no. really fun questions for you. Are you ready? I'm ready. <laughs> What's this weird eye shaking thing that you can do? Oh, <laughs> You're going to have to like explain it to my listeners after you do it, who are going to like, now we're going to have to like tell them that they have to book with you in order for them to see you do it. Okay. So like if I concentrate on an area, I can shake my eyes super rapidly. Like, I don't know if you can even see it through cameras. Cameras have a hard time picking up on it because it's just so rapid. You do it. Um, like I'm doing it now, but you can't really tell. No, it just looks like you're kind of going not cross-eyed, but like almost like the opposite direction. <laughs> yeah. So I can, I can do it and I've always done it and no one has ever explained why I can do it. I just can. And I <laughs> thought it was so weird that no one else could. I don't think I've ever really met someone else that can do it the same way I can. So it's my weird little, like, look what I can do. What is a flat lay and what items do you recommend including? Oh, I like this question. So a flat lay is like the first thing I do when I come into a getting ready thing. Um, it's just like 
you're pretty it's like getting the vibe of your wedding day and a photo so it's like your invitation suite maybe your perfume if you have any like ribbons from your um off your bouquet that can be a really pretty thing your ring a pretty ring box a couple of your flowers um some of your jewelry especially if it's or if there's anything like a handkerchief that you're using that's like you're something blue that's like your grandma's or something like that just anything that's small that you think might get forgotten during the day that is just so important to get captured all together and it just kind of like creates like it's a good opening for like an album that's what I say have you ever forgotten your camera or an important piece of equipment at a shoot um I've had almost dying batteries and had to text my husband and been like please bring different batteries this one's dying or just keep turning it off oh yeah there's this one shoot where I had to keep turning my camera off if we weren't shooting because I had to save camera battery because it was like (laughs) oh no it's dying it's dying there's nothing I can do I don't have a backup what did I do so now I have four batteries that I keep on me at all times because I'm just like so you have to go through something like that though to remember like okay now I need something yeah you really do (laughs) How far in advance should a couple book their dream photographer team, AKA you and Josh? Um, I would say like eight months to a year is kind of like when I'm booking out, but don't hesitate to ask if it's sooner than that, because like there might be a chance that either I had a cancellation or that just one day just didn't book. So just don't hesitate to ask if it is like six months or sooner than that. But I, if you really are set on your photographer being your photographer aka me um <laughs> but like plug. eight months to a year because you and josh have been at so many weddings yeah. i'm sure there are some fun drunk stories of the bridal party or guests oh, do you have one that you can share well at my one of my last weddings i got to take a shot with the bridal party does that count they that were counts, like, come in, take a shot with me. <laughs> nothing juicy though? Like, did you walk in I'm on someone to... hooking up or did someone like make a total ass of themselves? There have been like... Or like awkward wedding speeches. Oh yeah, there have been some awkward wedding speeches where like the gr- the bride's dad started talking about when the couple broke up and like holding her while she was crying during his speech. And I was like, this does not... This is not, this is not cute. This is not a cute little like happy wedding speech. And then the whole room, you could just feel like the like tension in the room of like, this is not good. This is not good. This is not good. <laughs> Awkward. Yeah. I remember at my wedding, it literally started with my sister-in-law being like, Holly and I didn't really get along well from the starting. And then my best friend was like, I didn't really like Holly at the starting. And then my mom like turned around with me and was like, was that, does anybody like Holly when they first met her? <laughs> Does anyone like Holly? Yeah, was I not a good first impression to people? Apparently not. Can someone tell me what's wrong with my first impression? Like, do I have like a wrestling bitch face? Like, what's wrong with me? Am I too much? Just tell me next time. Don't tell everybody at the wedding. (laughs) Would you consider holding a photo basics course again? Yes. So I'm actually, during the winter, we're going to do hopefully a like, like pre-recorded photo basics course where Josh is going to help me film it and stuff like that because I love it's so ironic that I hate education in the way of like higher education but I love doing educating 
So I would love even to like go from the photo basics to like do mentorships for future photographers or people wanting to be photographers. That's like my dream is to get into education. You should. There'd be a lot of interest, especially around here. That'd yeah. be something to do in the winter. Yeah, that's my dream. From a photographer's perspective, let's play can you not wedding style. Like I'll go first. Can you not take pictures during the wedding ceremony? Oh God. Yeah. <laughs> can you not do the garter toss? <laughs> yes. So That's cringy. so old. Leave that in the past. They're so cringy. <laughs> can you not screenshot the photo instead of like clicking the download button? Oh, Caroline, your face. Just <laughs> <laughs> You probably, you know, those photos too. You're like, yeah, why? They're blurry. It look, makes my work look like shit. They're blurry. Can you not add a filter afterwards? <laughs> yes. Oh, that's a good one. Or if you do, just don't tag me in it. Yes. <laughs> I don't want people to think that's my work. Can you not not tag me with the actual photo so that I can get credit on my photo? Yes. Same. <laughs> um, can you not ask three minutes after your wedding's over when you're going to see your photos? <laughs> that's a good one. That's um, mostly the moms. <laughs> oh, gosh. Okay. Can you not, well, actually maybe not. Can you not, but this question just popped in my head. Has, have you ever not gotten dinner or like a meal where you were like left hungry? So there's this new trend, which like all the power to the couples to do what feels right for them. Always, always, always. But there's this new trend of like not having dinner, but having like hors d'oeuvres passed around. Mm. And for some reason, dear catering companies, um, if you see a photographer not eating something, can you please ask them if they need something? <laughs> because like for some reason, since like another vendor sees another vendor, they think that like, oh, I don't need to feed them because they're not a guest. Or like, I don't need to ask them because they're not a guest. And it's like, hello, I'm starving. Yeah, I've been on I my just, feet I just all want day. That, I just want that piece of cheese. Can you <laughs> just give me that piece of cheese on a stick? I just want it. <laughs> Everyone is flocking to Prince Edward County to get married. Yes. That now is a new trend too. Yes. Which venue do you recommend? I've only shot at one in Prince Edward County and the venue closed. So, but like, there's so many wineries and stuff like that. And there's so many, there's like the 100 acre barn or 100 acre or something that like I follow on Instagram. And it's just like, please for the love of god hire me for the work there it's so dreamy it's like a barn and like fields and it's just it just looks so gorgeous all right caroline and who is another boss babe that inspires you that you think everyone should know about oh goodness there's so many in this area it's wild which is why you have such an amazing podcast because there are so many in this area um i think that i think back to when i was starting and the girls at mac and lily like, I remember sitting in their chair, having a conversation with them, and then being like, girl, raise your price. Like, having, like, a literal conversation with me where it's like, you'd, you're not you're not charging your worth, charge more. And, like, they can have such frank conversations with me and just in the midst of a haircut. So, like, the girls at Mac and Lily, like, know what they're talking about. Yes. Okay. So, I absolutely love Shauna and Hannah and that is such a great shout out they are such a boss babe team and they're yes. another like they're another group that just decided to go all in with their business too yeah and their roommates and their best friends it's it's like it's like me and Josh if we were both girls yeah, exactly <laughs> 
Caroline, honestly, I could legit spend all afternoon with you. This was so much fun. This wasn't even an interview. This was just a chat. No, this was just chatting. This was so much fun. Tell everybody where they can find you on the socials. Tell everybody your website and how they can book with you. And uh, if you have TikTok or anything else that you want to plug. Yeah, so I'm Caroline Dorothy Creative Co. That's my handle on both Instagram and Facebook and Pinterest. Um, and then my website is carolinedorothycreativeco.com. And we're actually going to be launching a new website tomorrow. So you can Yay! inquire and see all my pricing and everything on there. Perfect. And are you still taking on any more weddings for the rest of the year or clients? Yeah. Um, so like a couple shoots, um, a few families, a few lifestyle, I would definitely take on for the rest of the year, especially with those be- beautiful fall colors coming in. That would be really pretty. And then... Yeah, and I'm booking for 2023 and even have a booking for 2024 already. It's actually on our five-year anniversary, wedding anniversary. And it might be where we got married. So I'm really excited for that one. Okay, well, maybe whoever that couple is, if you guys are listening, make sure to have a special bottle of wine for Caroline (laughs) and Josh that day. I don't know, maybe just a little something extra since they're going to be spending their anniversary with you. Well, I said, I said like, you have to book both of us. If you're, if you're booking us for our anniversary, you have to book both of us. <laughs> that's the deal. That's the deal. No, that's fair. Oh, Caroline. Well, thank you so much again for being a part of the podcast. Like I said, this was so thank much you fun for having me everybody. Thank you so much for tuning into Caroline's episode. If you liked your episode, be sure to screenshot it, tag her on face on Facebook. <laughs> okay. What are we dinosaurs? take her on instagram on your story or shoot her a message and let her know how much you enjoyed her episode and maybe even that you're gonna book with her because this boss babe is on fire we will be back next monday again guys with another local boss babe in your community so be sure to follow along and stay tuned